Welcome to Trash Compactor, a podcast where we throw out our opinions about Star Wars. My name is Josh, and we got a big heap of trash today uh, comprised of James. Hello. John. Hello. Mickey. Hey. Murray. Oh, hello. <laughs> Every time. Okay. And Russ. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't the great heap the name of a droids the cartoon droids in the 80s like the feature special like they the pilot episode special? yeah like the pilot episode of droids i think was like an hour long and i think it was called the great heap i had a toy from one from that cartoon but i barely remember it or maybe it was the ewok cartoon but it was some dude with like pink or purple hair or something someone like have that. wikipedia the the great heap was uh the star wars charlie brown crossover right low-hanging fruit and i'll grab it every time baby okay well no one is checking on that uh no that was just my stunning sense of humor the great heap 1986 one out of one hour animated television movie um that serves as a prequel to the mongo Baobab cycle. Shut your mouth. Are we yeah, oh, you're looking it up too. I was like, damn, yeah. he really nailed so that. So, droids, right? So, <laughs> droids. Yes. Would you it's look at that? From the Star deep Wars recesses. Droids. From the deep recesses, there's some shit that will live on in my brain forever. From the deep recesses of the urine bag that is your brain. Yes. Oh, great callback. <laughs> great callback. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, let's get on with it because today we're actually going to be talking about episode seven of the Book of Boba Fett, the season finale entitled In the Name of Honor. And mm-hmm. let's start with overall impressions. James, overall impressions of In the Name of Honor the season finale of Boba Fett? Well, for a show that that started out as a gangster and that moved gangster show and then went to the Mandalorian season three premiere and to a <laughs> sequel, the return of the Jedi, a, a, mm-hmm. a Western Kaiju movie seems just about right to finish. Things <laughs> off. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I can't, I, I don't know how I feel about it, but I can't say I like it. I didn't like it because like it had so many amazing things and, things i thought i'd never see i just i just don't know how i feel about the show as a whole but this is like the seventh installment so i haven't quite quite gotten my feelings about it but i did i did not like it because like the show overall is giving me so many amazing things that i wanted to see and this episode you know it delivered on on he he said it i want to ride that thing and he did ride that (laughs) he rode that rancor and, and it was amazing and um so, yeah, I, I like it. I just don't know how I overall feel about the show as, as a whole. I, I don't know if it gave me the closure or the answers of any of the stuff we've been talking about, but I did like it. I mean, that's, that's, that's the most I can, I can say about it. Uh, with, I'm still trying to digest it. <laughs> Much like the star, like it will take a Yeah, I was going to say it's going to take thousand a thousand years. years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My reactions are exactly the same as yours almost. I think I, think I feel exactly the same way. But um, Mickey, your overall thoughts? It's a TV show. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was awesome. Um, it had some cool parts. Like I said, it's like, you know, a cool mismatch of things. It's kind of interesting because I actually think I like this episode. You know, not a, not not my favorite of the, the whole season. I didn't think it was amazing TV, but I liked it. But yet somehow it made me look back on the rest and just kind of like just look on the season TV and be like, there's content. Disney gave, gave us content, but I don't have any. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of. It's kind of weird, I guess, how it kind of like is both good as an episode, but kind of made me rethink the whole series, which I was trying to give a little bit more leeway to. And just and again, I don't hate the series. It was just to me, it's just like, 
we're just at a point, you know, peak TV where they're just like, they're just making a lot of stuff. And I would say, um, again, to bring the whole point of the whole season, it doesn't piss me off like a Marvel show. So I'll give it <laughs> credit for that. It was, <laughs> it was fun. I enjoyed it. Murray, overall thoughts. Um, well, th- there's a few quick preambles to my thoughts. One, I don't think there was a person watching anywhere in the world that like when they felt like lackluster by the finale was surprised that it was directed by Robert Rodriguez. Like I thought of no, you, I, I thought of you right? as soon like, as the title card. I don't want to like, I, I don't want to make, I don't want to like keep picking on the guy, but like I, I didn't know. And so I was like, eh, and then that popped up. I was like, fuck it. There, there you go. But, um, I do it like as a quick wrap up of, the show as a whole, the the whole series, I think it's very funny and slightly embarrassing just how much credit we gave this show with all the places we thought it was going to go. And we're like, oh, it didn't go anywhere. Okay, it's just literally what you see is what you get. Like, that's fine. <laughs> but um, the, the final episode was good, like, question mark. Like, it was, like, it was fine. It had some awesome moments, usually involving Mando. There, there was... Um, things that drove me crazy. Like why is she explaining Boba Fett's plan out loud to him while the plan's going on? Like, or like the mod that does a complete 360 to shoot and ends up in the same position that he started in. But, um, (laughs) the, the main thing that like I felt watching it is, so it had all the cool features of it, but it reminded me of, there's this episode of the show community where it's like a, um, they're doing Goodfellas with like chicken tenders. Like that's the whole thing. And so it's, it's a straight up Goodfellas thing. They even have the Layla like parody. And then at the end, two characters are talking and the, the character that was doing the main Abed that was doing the main parody is like, Oh, this is kind of like that, an episode of Knight Rider. And they're talking about it. It's like, why don't we just sit down and have some chicken? And Abed's like, can we sit cross-legged on the table and eat it like 16 candles? And then the main character is like, just pick one reference, Abed. And that's what I felt like when I was watching this and it was like a Western. And then it was like Godzilla. And then it was, I was just like, just pick one reference, like Robert (laughs) Rodriguez. So that's kind of what I felt like when it was just like too much, just going all over the place. And I was just like, okay, it's like, why do these people hate each other? We're just introduced for the first time. And they're like, Oh, city slickers. Oh, desert bombs. Like, where's this coming from? Like, what, what is going on? Why are you introducing something with like 10 minutes left in the episode? But, um, so mm. I, it was okay. I liked it. It was fun. Some moments I loved, but overall she's like, Meh. you know, it's interesting. That's the second reference to the, Western Godzilla movie hybrid and Star Wars is really pastiche. I mean, that's really what it is. It's it's really genre mashups. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's just something about the idea of like a Western kaiju movie that you could only really get from Star Wars. I mean, it's and so it big exists, and dumb. Though. Yeah, yeah. And it's awesome. But I think no, it's called In the Valley of they, Elijah they... or Elijah something. There's a movie. Wait, what happened like, oh, from really? like the 60s? Really? That's Cowboys vs. Dinosaurs. Nah, no one amazing. seen this movie? Well, that's cool. No. I've, I've never heard of it. The Valley of Eli, isn't that like Tommy Lee Jones hanging flags upside it's, down or, or some shit like that? Something like that. It's it's a similar name, but I get like, um, it's, and I, I think so, Rodriguez was like riffing on it, but anyway. That's but the, it's And it's cool, but like, I guess like for like the Rancor scene, if you're going to go into it with as a, um, as a Western meets, you know, Godzilla, like where's the 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 like all the pretty horses like horse taming scene? Like we just get half a conversation with Danny Trejo 
It's like, I would like to ride that one day. Then, then that's it. And it's like where they're saying like, oh, some people have been known to be able to ride them. Like it's this thing that not everybody could do. Not everybody that it like it, um, what's it like when the first person it sees it like, um, gets attached to imprints like, on imprints on like, so that's like a, an established thing, but then it's also saying that, um, not everybody can ride it. So like, show us like him getting thrown off, show him like that, like you would in a Western where they're trying to tame a horse. Like, well, they uh, did that in Mando with those like, uh, humpback things that Nick Nolte yeah. teaches Mando, Mando did how to it. ride. Yeah, yeah. Mando did it. Um, Mando did it. <laughs> yeah. Mando did yeah. it. Everything that this show did, Mando did better. Well, we watched mm-hmm. Boba Fett learning to ride the Rancor happen during Mando episode one of season three. That's what that's that that's that what was going <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. when he was learning to learning yeah. how to use the dark saber. Oh, that's what was happening. Yeah. Is yep. Boba Fett was learning to ride a yeah. Rancor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Russ, I know that you're itching, but I'm saving you for last because I want everyone to know. I want everyone to know. Russ uh, texted me yesterday morning and was like, "I think the next episode of Trash Compactor is going to be some of my finest work yet." So, <laughs> so. So I'm saving, I'm saving you for last before. Don't, don't before build me up. It. Don't don't build it up. No, no. Before you take us wherever you're going to take us, I want to get everyone else's shit out of the way first. So, John, overall thoughts on episode seven and or the entire season as a whole. So, like the show, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I love the King Kong Godzilla stuff. I love Mando and Grogu when Grogu jumps into Mando's arms. It's like my heart sang. Um, yeah, uh, no, but, no, I teared up at that. Yeah, like, I really too. did. Like, like it really affected me, and it just is like and he's like, I miss you too, buddy. It's not, yeah, like, oh. oh my god. But yeah. um, but that being said, though, this episode is like, it's like if somebody like told you like at a party, like, oh, what happens in episode seven? It's like, oh, well, the bad guys show up and they have a shootout and he rides a rancor and then they win. You're like. Oh, okay. I would like to see that. But then the episode feels like the way somebody told it to you at the party. It's just like so <laughs> perfunctory, <laughs> you know? And like, there's like, and the thing about the, the finale is like, given all that shit, I was kind of underwhelmed because the show told us exactly what it was going to do. And it did not deter from that at all. There were no shocks. There were no surprises. Everything went as, obviously as it was predictable in the predictable way that it was going to happen. And I was like, not even one like mm-hmm. curveball, like anything, no betrayal, no surprise. It was like, Nope, it was just like and, by the numbers. It just kind of went, 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 went. Yeah. And, and then the, it was just all kind of like, Oh, I was going to say, we're going to say, uh, Mer- no, I'm sorry. I forgot to put my hand up. I was going to say, even the betrayal doesn't lead to anything. Like, Oh yeah. All your Tuscan Raider friends, the Pikes killed them. And it's like, that didn't Weird. do anything. Then why'd you yeah. add that? That and, changed but also, nothing. But also, like, you can already infer that when you watch the show because the Pikes already betray them. It's like, well, I guess the Pikes are behind that too. Like, it's it's like a like why didn't Boba already infer that on his own? And then I, uh, but it was just like I also saw online that they like apparently like they hint at some sort of relationship between Boba and Cad, and I was like, they did. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't get like any of that. But um. But the point well, that was like, from no, well, that was from the Clone Wars. Uh, yeah, but like in right? the episode, he was it's just a lost like, Clone Wars episode. I mean, but they, in the episode. Oh, it's a oh, yeah. lost Clone Wars episode. There's an episode they were supposed to make in the sixth season, didn't make it because that's when it got canceled before Disney Plus brought it back. But somehow that episode is canon because enough people have seen the animatic online. Right. Weird. Uh, 
Yeah, but it's an episode where they they have a duel, and that's how Boba Fett gets the dent in his helmet is from Cat. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, that's a deep that's cut. Cool. Yeah, but like, but I'm so sick of Star like, Wars killing cool people. I know they really should save their bad guys, but um, yeah. the point being is like, I enjoyed it. I was kind of underwhelmed, and I feel like the show has been at war it's, with itself through the whole uh, program, and. I don't think the show knew what it wanted to be. I didn't. I don't think the show knew what Boba Fett should be, or at least they had an idea of what they thought Boba Fett should be, but they didn't know how they wanted to tell it. And like, so they were like, uh, "Let's just end it right now." And then like, it, it just seemed kind of like you know, like if you really <laughs> took your time, like have a season two, like stretch it out, like get deeper because it didn't seem that deep. And so. Um, <laughs> His and character so, and, arc is a straight line. And yeah. to go with what Murray was saying about Robert Rodriguez, however you want to feel about him, he has a very distinct way of presenting the show, which I would think is kind of like more like a matter of fact way. And that's in conflict with literally half the show. I think he did like four episodes. It's like a seven episode show. <laughs> so it's like, four, yeah. yeah. So it's like, or three episodes. There you go. So, um, and four of the people, uh, the four other episodes are done by other people. And those four episodes are so different from the Rodriguez episodes that it's like, what type of show are you trying to tell here? Are you trying to be more cinematic? Are you trying to be more TV-esque? And it's just like, you know, most like my intention and execution. And at the end, I was like, I really don't have a consensus about what this thing is. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So that's why I'm left off with the show. I liked it. I enjoyed it. But I enjoyed it strictly for the, the heart and effort that the uh, the people involved in the show put into the performances and the content itself is really fucking cool, you know, and some really yeah. cool art things. But like, I was like the last episode, I was like, all right, that's fine. <laughs> like, I'm not sure if I'm ever going to watch the show again, you know, my, my feeling about Robert Rodriguez, just real quick, is that he's very good at certain things, but I feel like he's one of those directors where, because of the way he came up and the way he taught himself, like his approach to filmmaking is, or his directorial style is kind of inseparable from his conception of the content. Like it has to be his idea for okay, it to I match his directorial style. Does that make any sense? Like another. No, it does. I mean, like another example is like a Kevin Smith, to take an extreme example. Like he wouldn't make a good Star Wars movie. He's even said, I think, something to that effect. He know, he wouldn't make a good Star Wars movie. His movies only work because the, the content are kind of married to his skills as a director. It's mm-hmm. kind of in one package. And then when you separate them, I mean, obviously, Robert Rodriguez is is very good at at certain things. Like I thought there were a lot of moments, even in this episode, there were a lot of like like individual moments that were really fucking cool. For sure, yeah, yep. But as a whole, how you put it, John, there's like a matter of factness or there's like a flatness, I think, mm-hmm. of what you said. Like a, a perfunctory nature where it's like, here's a shootout, shootout happened, moving on. It's like, mm. ooh. It's like, yeah, because yeah. it's not his, it's not his idea. So he's he's using the skills he has to interpret someone else's material but if there's something that he should know it's like a shootout like that's like the bulk of his movies is just like shootouts it's and, funny because when you think about like uh if you go back and you watch desperados we brought up so many times mm-hmm. like the choreography in desperado is kind of similar where it's like he's openly just like shooting people not taking cover and it's just like but the yeah. content is like Look at this crazy looking mariachi with these Uzis taking down this cartel. But, which like, is the cool it, thing there about is it. like a coolness, like to like the shots still look cool, even though it's exactly what you're saying. I'm not talking about choreography. It's just like yeah. 
it just looks cool. Like the way he, I don't know the, there's something about the way it was like shot. You're just, well, like, I think that goes with what Josh was saying. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, the idea yep, is what, crazy. It's like, look yeah. at this fucking mariachi take on the drug cartel. Like that's, that's crazy. Or like mm-hmm. from dust till dawn, yeah. it's like, motley crew of like a priest and his adopted kids and these like fucking jewel thieves or bank thieves go to like a a vampire bar called the titty twister it's like no matter what happens it's gonna be interesting just because of the content because of the idea but then when you like as as josh was saying when you get like the known star wars universe and boba fett and it's like it's not as crazy as that shit it's like it's not as inspired he's not as inspired yeah there we go he's there's, there's no gasoline on that. That's what he needs. He needs yeah. some of that gasoline, that fire. He's trying to apply what he knows, his skills, to do something justice rather than right. something that is, you know, coming Making from within it his him. Own. Yeah. 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 So, Russ, <laughs> I have kept you waiting for way too long. I apologize. But, and I'm sorry if I have built you up too much. But what were your overall thoughts about the finale of Boba Fett? And Imagine he loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, I don't think that's where this is going. <laughs> no, I have a book of Boba regrets. Uh, like- <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey. so, sorry, I've been saving that one. I figured I'd, I'd open with it. Um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting this to be good. Um, <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Based- <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't want the show to exist. I ended, I hate watched the whole season. Uh, it's not the boba I wanted. That being said, and we've talked about this, the boba they gave us was still not good or interesting. Milk toast at best. No ideas of his own. Uh, totally the least interesting character on the entire show, and it's his show. They should never have made the show about Boba Fett. Like that's just the way. It, it could have been anyone else. It should never have been Tatooine. Tatooine fatigue. Like I really had nothing. Go, the show had nothing going for it for me going into this episode. Uh, there were some rumors that Han Solo was going to show up, and I thought, eh, what the hell? Why not? Like, well, who cares? Like, do whatever. Throw throw anything you want at it. Make it as interesting as you can. Uh, you know, have some fun. You know, take all the, the toys out of the toy box. Do whatever you want. You're already doing it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it was good. Um, I mean, just right off the bat, they, they, they're in the uh, the ruins of the, uh, the, the Bar Casino, and there's no plan formed. I mean, Kevin McAllister made better plans for defending his home <laughs> than Boba Fett. Like, <laughs> I just, <laughs> yeah, they didn't barricade or anything or set of booby traps. So, they're like, we're going to stand in the doorway. I guess we're going to oh die. My now. God. So for, so, so for me, for me, the, yeah. the biggest thing was like, if you want to play Boba Fett as more of a, not necessarily a pacifist, but as even keeled, as mature, basically it's it's the Dark Knight Returns rubric, like Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns 1986, like all older guy heroes or villains coming back to do their thing again, roughly is c- kind of in that model, uh, you know, Batman's old is coming back out of retirement to do it again, the Dark Knight Returns. Um, that's like the original rubric for a lot of these kind of like hero stories. Uh, so that would have been the Boba, that's like the Boba Fett model, yet uh, he's not smarter, he's not more collected, he's not cooler, he's not more, um, he, he's, he's not able to access his entire history of uh, bounty hunting or mercenary work. So when they first had that assault on Jabba's palace, uh, and he just had no idea what he's doing, sure, he's weaponless, the first thing Boba Fett would do is go get some weapons, go get a gun, like go go get some things armor yourself up in the most minimal way you can uh he didn't do anything he didn't reset so something happened to him and and we couldn't figure it out whatever it is possibly some sort of um, blunt force trauma but basically he has he has none (laughs) he, he has none of his ability whatsoever and 
he he's totally acting like he doesn't even know where he is. Maybe an amnesia Boba Fett would have been better, but we got like the Danny DeVito like jumpsuit out of the Sarlacc pit, like Danny DeVito Penguin Batman Returns crawling out, and um, and, and then like then he's dressed up in the robes, kind of like the Uncle Fester Boba Fett, and I just and, and he kind of acts like Uncle Fester, like doesn't know where he is, doesn't know what's going on. Everyone else is telling him what to do. The mods telling him. Uh, that they should stay there. They should be in the city. It's like, actually, if you're going to do that, you need to fortify the area and have traps, booby traps. Uh, basically, you're going up against a giant force uh, and you have uh, you have no resources. Yet he has all this treasure. Fennec Shan is like, yeah, we you have all this treasure. I'll go. I'll go get some people. She didn't get she, well, she got Mando. She didn't get anyone like there's an entire guild of bounty hunters. Like in this episode, I would have expected like four Lom, Zuckus to show up, Dengar, Bosk, like any of the classics, even IG-88. That would have been if those bounty hunters show up because they're in the guild and it's like, well, I know some people we can pay to do this work, this mercenary that's, work for us. That's actually that's true. If the original yeah. if the original yeah. Empire Strikes Back bridge bounty hunter crew shows up in this episode, yeah. like like a like in Star Wars style, like a giant door opens up and it's a bunch of smoke and then silhouettes and you're like, holy crap, that's the Empire Strikes Back, you know, bridge bounty hunting crew. And they just destroy everything. And then on top of that, we're Slave One, like remote controlled Slave One coming in, fire spray, gunship, whatever you want to call it, could have came up and just <laughs> just cleared yeah. everything. And then at the yeah. very end, bring the Rancor for a snack. Like that's, you know, he could just eat all the bodies and you have a grand old time <laughs> just dropping around. He clearly had the Rancor nearby. So he had, that's the only plan he had. Not good enough. Totally disappointed. Did not like the episode or the series. <laughs> no, that, no. I mean, everything you said is totally fair. I I hear you on a lot of those points. It's okay to like I, it. I want to reiterate basically what James said. Like, I I mean, I thought it was dumb, stupid fun. It did what it said on the box. Kind of mm-hmm. to something that Mickey was saying. I think a phenomenon we live with in this era of peak TV is that the audience is always ahead of the show. You know, basically, whenever you do a TV show, you're kind of crowdsourcing a second draft, which is sort of tricky, especially with something that's as well-known and as beloved as Star Wars. Everyone has their own clear vision of what it should be versus something where I think the only way to really do a show that's successful and or a Star Wars show that's successful is to bring in someone that has a very specific point of view. Because otherwise, what you end up with is these 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 things that have scenes that are cool, moments that are cool, ideas that are cool. But at the end of the day, what does it really add up to? It's just sort of like Mickey said, it's more content. Yes, I totally agree. It's just like you need a more specific point of view. Uh, to what Russ was saying about the bounty hunters and showing up and stuff like that, like that that brought, that made me think of an idea of like uh, tactics. And while I was watching it, I was like, "There's no plan here," uh, because even no. when like Zero. Fennec was like, "Okay, we got." Uh, we got Cranston uh, hanging out in like the South sector and we got the Grammarian guards in the East sector. It's like, Hey, Cranston. what or isn't that his name? Kernston or Nubaka black. Kernston oh, or, oh, oh, uh, <laughs> Brian Cranston. <laughs> black chrysanthemum. Oh, chrysanthemum. There you go. It's the black Dahlia. That's what it was. Bad name. Bad Shaggy name. dog. They Beethoven. inherited that from, from the. Comic. So I have two points. I'm going to say this really quickly. Two things about the tactics is that one, they didn't have a plan. So like when you have like Nubaka watching an entire city block by himself or like two Grimorian guards watching an entire fucking airport and it's just like, this isn't going to work guys. Or like a bunch of teenagers on their Vespas doing like the entire North section. And then so when things start happening, I was like, well, no shit. But then when they start happening, 
they weren't that bad. So when you have like five Trandoshans with knives go after Nubaka, who's got like a fucking bazooka and he's like 10 feet tall, I was like, how are they going to win? And yet they do. Or like when you have like these guys going up against the Grimmarian guards and they're just kind of like poking at them and there's like four dudes with sticks poking at them and they're like going up against the cliff. It's like, guys, just run left and right. Like what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, like what? How did, how did you get to a cliff? Why are they slowly poking you off of it? Like, and so things like that were kind of uh, bothering me. But to my other point, um, something that really stuck to me, which is like, I think where they really lost track of as to who Boba Fett was and why the show even exists is Cad Bane asks him, he's like, you know, the one thing I don't understand is what's your angle. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he's like, I thought of you guys. Yeah. And, and he's like, these are my people. <laughs> Fuck. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like you, it's like no one, like and somebody, I think it was on the verge. And the person was, uh, Chaim Gartenberg. He's like, Fett declares while facing near certain death with the unexpected commitment of a man who almost certainly does not know the name of a single person who lives in Mos Espa. And I was just like, I was like, that's kind of true because his people, if anything, were the Tuscan Raiders and they're gone. And it's like, you know, who's this, you know, whose people this might be? This might be Cobb Vance people, but even then they're not his people. It might be Luke Skywalker's people, but even then they're not his people. So like, I didn't quite get that you know well here's what i will say about that particular moment and that declaration of his motivation that's what i've been saying since episode two he is for the common people the downtrodden the people who are stepped over he is going to fight on behalf of the people who have no one to watch over them the way he was mistreated and had to fend for himself if that's what i've been thinking since the second episode then it worked then it worked but what i'm trying to say is like There was, I just didn't think like, I think it's kind of like the way I said before, where it's like uh, somebody describes to you what the show is about. And that's the way they presented it to us. It's like the show basically is like, he's like, I'm a champion for the downtrodden. It's like, okay, he's a champion for the downtrodden. Like, and that's, I'm not saying saying that it's the most effective version of it, but I'm just saying that like, that I was like, see, yeah. All we've seen is him hire people for business relations. And they were like, we're doing our job. And that was it. And also the grand old plan of like, them being totally fuck unless the people from Freetown show up. Dude, the people of Freetown was a pickup truck filled with good old boys. Like, that's not a plan. They're going up against like tanks and like, and like an army. It's like, this isn't a, like, I don't understand, but I just wish they could have like planned the episode harder <laughs> like the plan at all yeah, yeah. just like it was the like it was all episode was the same it was as like, Boba Fett's plan I, to defend I feel the like um if, I'm gonna finish this right now but I just feel like the show and I enjoyed it because I thought the content was cool and they really gave it their all and with what they had I think the show was a concept that was filmed and it wasn't like sure. fully fleshed out it was just we just watched a concept for a show like the pitch well, that's and now I, now I want to Star see Wars. like the real show, you know, yeah. I'm done. James, just like, yeah, I mean, I guess like, I guess maybe we read too much into what a, like a Mandalorian is like, we think a Mandalorian is supposed to be a tactician. I guess they're not like, cause even Mando would have said, this is not a plan. <laughs> this is not a, but he's not, he's not running to get other Mandalorians either, or try to like, like, I guess just Mandalorians don't like, they're great warriors individually. They just don't are not tactical or mapping out battle plans or at least in what we see in the show, like in terms of like the expanded universe and what they've talked about 
and in other Star Wars properties, there could be more to man. I mean, the Mandalorians in um, Rebels were definitely plotting out, you know, and thinking, but not these two Mandalorians. Maybe um, that's why they got wiped out because they can't fucking join up and have a strategy. We have armor. <laughs> yeah, we have, yeah, we have armor. <laughs> yeah. Shoot us. You can't well, stop I think us. that's their mindset, right? Is their whole mindset is like that Tony Stark, like ready, fire, aim type uh, mindset because they know that they have the armor and they can fight. So, you know, nine and a half times out of 10, they're going to be able to get out of any jam. And so, but again, yeah. like we're filling in these blanks, like fucking show us this or tell well, us this. I mean, that was my other point. I mean, I feel like, like everything we've, we've tried, we're, we've been all these episodes we've been doing of the episodes is sort of like, we're trying to wrap our heads around man, um, Boba Fett's like motives and who he is. But a lot of this is us inferring. Like, I, I don't like necessarily need them to tell me, but I think we really did need this, a scene where he had this revelation that I'm going to be a good guy. That's like, yes, what, what's really missing. I mean, I, I appreciate the fact that maybe they're thinking as the audience is smarter, but it's not smarter if you don't ever really give me the moment where he went from, you know, evil bounty hunter dirtbag of the universe to man of the people. These are my people. I, I need I need that scene, I feel like. And we're just inferring this. And and this is the first time he's ever verbalized it as this episode. And, and freaking Cad Bane had to be the voice of the audience and ask <laughs> all the questions we've been asking for six episodes and say, what are you doing? I don't get the angle. I don't understand the show. <laughs> or I try to kill you. Tell me what you're doing. And and he gave the answer. And I don't know if it was satisfying. I, I think I needed more from the show to like like believe at least this version of Boba Fett somewhat. That's fair. And Murray, real quick, that Cad Bane scene where he fucking stabs him. I thought we got a glimpse of that bloodlust you keep on talking about that, <laughs> that, that we saw in The Mandalorian when he shows up for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I did like that there was like some ambiguity there about is he actually still a killer? Like, is this going to work? This whole good guy, man of the people routine? I didn't understand that at all because we've seen uh, countless good guys with insane body counts the entire Star Wars thing. And it's like, you're going to kill a bad guy you're a killer it's like i don't know i've seen plenty of good guys kill bad guys and they're fine obi-wan so, like, has killed many more guys than yeah <laughs> and so has yeah. luke and han and leia and finn and poe and like it's just like n- name them you know so it's just like it, when he said that i was like that's kind of weak sauce like i don't see a conflict <laughs> he's just being a dick you know yeah just being a dick trying to get in his head but murray i think it was mickey was saying about um the writing on some of the like the peak TV is the or maybe Josh was saying it that the audience is a step ahead of them. And I think the audience only gets a step ahead of these writers when they're trying to not fall behind the audience. They should just write the story and just like I get this is coming from a writer slash wannabe writer that like the story should be what's dictating everything and stay true to the story all the way through to the end. Don't worry about any like um impressing people because that's what happens is you get these glimpses that are kind of cool, but then you lose sight of what the true story at play. And so that's why I think that's the original reason I um, raised my hand, but I was, I was just like, um, I, I mentioned it before. I get so bummed out when they have these great characters like Cad Bane and don't get me wrong. I know that I'm sure if I watched Clone Wars, it would have been, you know, 20 episode buildup or something like that to this moment. But it's kind of that Marvel paradox. Like, oh, you want the full impact of this Spider-Man moment? Watch all 24 other movies and then you're going to love it. And so I didn't get that. So all I got was this awesome character that showed up the episode before and then 
is now gone. And so like two things that I thought could be cool is one is if he was a reoccurring presence, like a looming presence throughout the whole show, but maybe you only see shadows and silhouettes of him. So you still get the reveal. So the whole, ep- all those episodes, you're like, I think that's Kev. I bet you that's exactly who it is. And, um, has that vibe. And then, um, with actually, I guess I had other thoughts. Like one, I thought it could be cool for him to beat Boba Fett. Like, not, like, and he's going to maybe do his like death shot. And instead of Boba Fett getting to be like, Oh, I could use my Tuscan Raider stick. That, that maybe, I thought was cool, actually. It, it, it's cool, but I think that, like, the there wasn't a – what's the payoff for me? I just met this guy, like, uh, 20 minutes ago, so I don't get the full impact of that moment. But, like, just say if you had Mando jump in and defend Boba Fett, and now Mando has a looming presence of, like, revenge that's going for all of season three that's, like, in the thing. Like, you don't have to kill him or even – I don't know. It's just, like – Ugh, it's just driving me crazy because in <laughs> in like Justified season two, right? Boyd Crowder is trying to go good, and he just like kind of like in Good uh, Godfather, he gets pulled back into the underworld. Like, show us a struggle like that with Boba Fett that he's actually trying to be good. You don't need this groundbreaking scene. There's like, was it Stand by Me when uh, River Phoenix tells the story of when he was a uh, caught like um the teacher thought that he stole and it like really damaged his psyche that no one believed him like you could have an honest moment like that of boba fett saying like no i'm trying to do good because of something like that like give us stakes that he's trying to walk the right path and not just be like hey guys my like i said before my character arc is a straight line like it just doesn't make what sense if boba was and, the guy that like dumped the spice in the desert instead of Cobb vant you know like i i think that um it would have been cool to have Timothy Oliphant, like not in the tank at the end, but maybe fighting with like one arm, like in a sling, like I, rather than like, if you're going to keep him around, why are you taking him out of the episode? He could have been a part of it. Also, the last thing I want to ask you guys a question, and then I'll shut my mouth is, um, what would your thoughts have been on if, when it went to show that the Bantha tank or whatever it's called, um, that Cad Bane was in, like he's like trying to redeem him, like rather than kill him, because then he would still be around, and then he could maybe have, um, yeah, like, yeah. Where, yeah I mean, then he could saying. have, yeah, like, and then what? Ha- but he doesn't turn good. He still is broken bad, and then it. Yeah, but there was something that offended him about what the Pikes were doing that really pissed him off. So, so he's like, you know what? Like, like you know, fuck you. I'm gonna help. Fett because fuck you guys you guys suck it's not that he's 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 become a good guy yeah. it's because th- those guys the, uh, the pikes and the mayor they pissed him off more than Fett yeah so, and he mm, doesn't ever have to mm. be like a good guy maybe that could be a struggle with yeah if he's cool. in Mando or another thing it's just like it's like you were saved because we thought that like almost like what happens if Vader never got redeemed right like you know like Luke's making this thing like Vader you're good. I could tell you're good, but the, instead of it happening, it doesn't like you could do that same kind of thing. It's like, no, I saved you in the tank. You mean if like Vader's still through the emperor, like into the reactor? No, but sorry, I was like still... drawing a comparison. Well, Kylo Ren did that in last Jedi. Like they fight side by side. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. Uh, yes. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. he's, he's not good. In the same. 
Yeah, yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So right. the struggle is, is Campaign good or is he working an angle the whole time? Is he, like, for the next season of whatever he's yeah. in, like, like, can he be trusted or is it, does he have a price? Like, he was, he's working with Mando or Boba, but if someone pays him more, then he's got no loyalty. Like, it could add, like, intrigue to this rather than just being, like, two directors playing with action figures and you get some cool, awesome stuff. But overall, it's just like treading water. And so no, much has been done with the conversation. Uh, a simple conversation. One little thing about the the tactics I just remembered. Uh, at the end, there's that little stinger where uh, Fennec goes in and assassinates everyone that's in charge of the pikes. Like, <laughs> so why didn't cool. they just... Should have been fetched. Yeah. Well, no, but even that, I was thinking like, that in the I first place. That, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> like yeah. A, like as Murray just said, A, and as Rush just said, it should have been fed and B, I was why like, the hell didn't fed again? He's back. But, like, he got the bloodlust. He's back. Why didn't they just do that to begin with? It, like it, it was, was so simple. easy. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like she's like, Oh, it's Tuesday, time to kill the head of the pikes. It's like, well, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> like, why is there a show? It's symptomatic of bad writing across the board. But anyway, well, but well, but that's kind of tricky, though, because John Favreau wrote all these episodes with the exception of he has uh, Filoni has a co-written by credit on episode six. And Favreau also wrote all the episodes of the two seasons of Mandalore. Yeah, those are pretty good. Was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. So, I mean, these are bad. So, I mean, you could be both. You could be both. Good yeah, and bad. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, I, I think he's no, bad no, here. Ooh, dialectics. Ooh. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, now dialectics has been brought up, so I got a lot to say, but no. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Uh, I was going to, well, first I, I was going to say something about you were saying about like the voice of TV now and everything, but also really quick, mm-hmm. like now that we brought up the whole scene where they brought Cad Bane, where that was like the scene where like, oh, we're going to figure out why Fett went good or bad, you know, why he's good now or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it actually made me realize they should have done the opposite. They should have just never answered it. And then the, what they should have never done is he always did the right thing. He always stood up, but he never says why or he even or like he never cares that he's doing it. Like to, specifically, I'm thinking of Spaghetti Western. I'm thinking of a Charles Bronson mm-hmm. character. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. in those movies, Charles Bronson mm-hmm. is helping the little guys. He's doing the right thing. He's killing bad guys. But the whole time, you don't feel like he's a good guy. He, and you don't know why. He's just like, he's like, yeah, for some reason, he, he just woke up one day, flipped the coin. He's like, I'm going to be a good guy today. And I felt like maybe Fett could have. chain, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Fett could have benefited from that. And all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. that kind of like nihilistic Spaghetti Western, you know, anti-hero. Like it would have been better if he was an ant. They made him a hero and it would have been better. They still could have made the same show. Yeah. Every single thing could have been the same. But if just the acting like was directed, like not even he did a bad job acting, but just if he was directed to act slightly different where it's like, just have a sneer all the time or just like look grumpy and miserable all the time or yeah. something that, yeah. that have no patience. Yeah. 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 But, Characterization. Um, but, but again, mm. so the, the point though, like what you were saying, Josh, where like, I, this is where I want to bring up. I want to talk about a couple other TV shows. Um, couple contemporary ones and then an old one in relation to this episode is that like you were saying there's there's like a voice thing that i feel like there's kind of not here um and i think there hasn't been tv hasn't to me been great in the last couple years but the three good shows to me i want i want to highlight is john wilson's show um righteous gemstones and succession and Mm -hmm. all three of those things just does their they just riff on their own vibe they don't care you know, like obviously people are talking about them on Twitter and everyone loves it, but they're, but they're not responding to Twitter and they just all have like these distinct individual voices that are just going to go crazy every week and do what they want to do. And I just feel like mm-hmm. that's something that's missing from most other TV show that's been on for the last few years. Plus, um, plus this show, I, I think. Um, and then also I want to relate to like this idea where you're talking about there's no plan. There's no plan. And again, there also feels like there's no plan from the writers per se. And there actually doesn't feel like there's much of a plan from the bad guys either. And actually a big issue I had with this whole episode is there's no kind of physicality to the space. 
or idea. And like, especially when like the bad guys are pinned down, I don't feel like they're ever in danger. For some reason, those walls are going to protect them no matter <laughs> what. Um, and it's kind of, it's kind of weird. Like, I mean, I get it. They don't want to kill, like, it'd be, it would suck if a bunch of farmers came out and then like they killed half of them. It would have given more stakes, but it would have <laughs> felt bad. But like something, it's like, it's kind of right. What was it? The third season of um, Walking Dead that was a prison season that everyone hated. Yeah. But the one thing yeah. is like why it worked for me is it was like kind of doing a Michael Mann thing where those boring episodes in that first half of the season, it established that space. You understood the complete layout of that prison, the hills, the knolls, which mm-hmm. gave you the aspect. And when they did that gun, like that, that final gun battle when the governor's people came and invaded, you're like, oh, I get it. I get why these guns are here. I get why these guys are here. I get the complete Kevin McAllister setup um to the, to the <laughs> whole thing because they they set that up <laughs> and again this is kind of a point i've been making is they had seven ep- seven episodes they could have had them it doesn't matter they kind of didn't and this is also to the point we were saying like we're, we're like all of a sudden there's this stakes between the um the, the uh, mods and the farm people that could have been like they they had so many hours that they could have focused creating mm-hmm. they, they could have had like b and c storylines focusing on these characters yeah. um and to bring it back to another thing i this weekend because i always browse hbo max for what's going to go i'm like oh uh return of living dead's going to go and then also like one of my favorite movies is um is uh, repo man and like why it was weird huh. to me i'm thinking like why do these mods not feel like how can like a like an hour and 20 minute movie make five punk kids feel distinctive and care and like real characters as opposed to this like seven hours they had with this tv show not not do the same with the mods that would again gave him more stakes to, to this um final shootout um and the, one last thing do we how do we know that spice is bad spice might be cool what if spice is just weed or like lsd or <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. just a cop fuck that like we like yeah, yeah. what a narc fuck yeah. that guy which makes it, me it, think that is, season, that is the next the, season uh, fet should just be the hamsterdam rehash but in space from uh the wire from the wire <laughs> <laughs> but dude uh mickey that is that is the irony they had seven hours to get into these scenes where like they could have a scene like in Saving Private Ryan where they're sitting in a church and the, and G. Yeah. Bernard Rabisi is talking about his mom and like nothing that sad, but like they could have scenes where Boba is like, I remember killing this one guy and yada, yada, yada. Or the mods being like, anything. You know, I, the, re- the reason why I, I got a robotic arm is because of bleh. And then like, or uh, I, was, I just watched Aliens recently, which is another fucking masterpiece. And, um, but there is a great setup. You're talking about the use of space. Where they're like, okay, they have the blueprints. Like, we can barricade the doors here, here, and here. No creature's going to get in. And then there's, like, a scene of them, like, blowtorching the the doors, putting up uh, barricades. And, they're, like, they're planning out their things so that when they actually do attack, you know exactly what the space is. You know the stakes because they're trapped, yada, yada, yada. So I think that that's a very valid point, Nikki, about uh, the use and of so space. much could be done through conversation. It doesn't even need to be tremendous scenes like you said it's just sitting around talking and they could just talk and have nice before the showdown you know yeah they're all getting to know each other even yeah even nubaka could have a moment you know yeah (laughs) yeah it's like that classic like uh we're underpowered we don't have the resources kind of a little guy army against you know a big uh kind of army or you know i was just thinking recently i rewatched uh willow and you know, I won't have any spoilers, but there's quite like a re- like you know like how are we going to attack assault this like fortress? You know, like clearly you have to lure them out to you. You know, you have to use your you have to be clever. Like and uh, and Willow's in the uh, Lucasfilm pantheon. Like uh, you know, there's show. Yeah, and oh, oh boy, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I won't be podcasting on that one. Maybe I will. I don't know if you if you need another heel, but um, like I look at it like. That would have been interesting. Like the whole thing uh, with these kind of episodes, like um, 
the bad guys clearly outnumber the good guys. The good guys are down. Then they're up. Then they're down. Then they're up. Like you have to take us on a roller coaster ride. You have to excite us. You have to thrill us. Um, the, we all knew the Rancor was coming, uh, but when he goes to fly off to get it, it's like, oh, God, he's going to go get the Rancor now. All right, cool. But but that's really not enough. And I just keep on thinking. I actually thought he was going to go get the Slave One, frankly. Oh, well, yeah, well he has a remote control for yeah, that uh, thing. Like, oh, right. Probably would have yeah. been a smarter choice because you could control oh, sure. the ship. But, but I will <laughs> but say then how could you fit Godzilla and King Kong into this? Well, that's, that's true. true. I will that's say this. One reference, Abed. When the Rancor shows up, though, one Rancor smack would just launch that 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 droid. And I think, like, you know, it's like, you know, rock, paper, scissors. It's like Rancor, laser, saber, shoot. Like, Rancor shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Rancor shows up, and Rancor, like, totally just wins. Like, just, you know, with the leverage of, of Rancor's arm and a swing, could just hurl one of those droids into, like, you know, most Eisley from most S. But, like, just, like, launch that thing. Like, like that that would have been amusing. Like, that that's a game changer that shows up. Like, you're really down and out. Boom, Rancor, and then you win. You don't you don't have trouble cutting into the shield uh, generated by the droid with the Darksaber or like move slowly. It's a Dune situation. Move slowly into the shield, like with your organic limb. Like the Rancor mm-hmm. should just be able to reach in and just crush the neck of it. I just think Yeah, that's what I thought was it, gonna it happen. It shows me too. It, it, you have to write a whole action scene and it shows like you've never watched a single siege movie, a single any type of war war story. Like these are all things that have been done so much, like take what you've been done bring it into a star Wars realm, make it kind of spacey and exciting. I just, I just feel like it was a total letdown. It felt like TV. It felt like Xena Hercules, like, <laughs> you know, it also in the daytime, like why can't we see a nighttime fight in, in, in most Espo? like, oh, you know, lasers, like, with the lasers awesome, lighting up yeah. the environment yeah, with, 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 with the tracer being like, give yeah. us something yeah. that exciting. Yeah. Slow the shutter something down. Cool. I don't know. Use some mm-hmm. cinema. I don't know. The camera does. Well, th- things. Thank you. Use some, that's what I'm saying. Make it cinematic uh, about it being Smoke flat. the whole thing. Yeah, out. Use some, use uh, some cinema. Fucking. Yeah. Fog that shit. Uh, fog, <laughs> fog the whole, fog the whole, like dr- some gas grenades. Like fog that shit. I want to get a fog that, that shit. Just <laughs> make it visually exciting. And everyone's in eye, enjoyed eyes glow or something. It's just, there's so many mm-hmm. opportunities and it didn't feel cinematic. It felt fast. It felt rushed. It felt unplanned. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just, we've seen too oh, much like TV, too much, too many movies, uh, specifically too many like battle sequences to say like, this doesn't even stand up to any other star Wars battle sequence. It really underwhelming. I'm done. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I agree. I think part of it is, you know, frankly, when you decide to make a whole bunch of TV shows, you have less resources and time and money and planning. And this is TV and it shows. Boy, Um, is it ever. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, once again, once again, I am someone who doesn't necessarily think that that's a bad thing. I don't know if I can separate my my knowledge of how TV is made from my love of it. But um, James, your final closing thoughts, if you have any. I, I don't. Uh, my final thoughts. Um, I mean, I think it's like, yeah, I was I was a little I think the thing that left the bad, the worst taste in my mouth was the fact that Fennec Shen did all the killing in that room because it should have been Boba. I, I Unless he Michael Michael Corleone, Corleone that. But um, mm-hmm. we didn't see him give the order. Like <laughs> It wasn't like he pulled her aside and said, kill oh, all those that people. Been awesome. That would have been great. <laughs> yeah, that would have been so good. I didn't ask who gave the order. I accepted it because this is the business we've chosen. I'm not Sorry. even sure if Boba Fett came up with any of the plans because it seems like Fennec was the one dictating the plans. Yeah, so. she, she's definitely a tactician and she knows yeah. what she's doing. And I, I, I needed that moment where he, he either did the dirty work or he ordered her to do the dirty work. It's, it kind of, to me, almost read like she went off and did this on his own, on her own yeah. and didn't tell him. 
And Wait, they or, killed or she his Tuscan them. family, and she has no connection to them, so it should have been him getting his revenge. Some, yeah, something. Yeah. I, I, that was the most least satisfying part of this episode. Um, I guess the most stuff we kind of mentioned is like I the, the Mando, you know, Grogu situation was great. I mean, you know, I always felt very you know warm feelings when he jumped in his arms and force okay. leapt into his arms and. <laughs> All the Grogu stuff, learning to use the Force, and it seemed like Mando, for a brief period of time, was wielding the dark saber with a little less effort than he was previously. So I don't know, maybe he's accepting that, you know, or that- his focus was so on Grogu being safe that <clears throat> he didn't have time to focus yeah. on anything else. Right, but he has the potential to mm-hmm. to wield this within him. So I don't know if that's that's where that's going to him to be the leader of Mandalore. I guess is maybe where that story is going, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to Mandalorian season three. <laughs> I mean, I want to see you know Grogu and and Mando flying away in their uh, their Naboo starfighter. So, uh, <laughs> oh my god, when he's tapping on the glass, yeah, that yeah, was so that was, good. That was, so good. That yeah, was, was the great. best part of the entire episode. Yeah. Um. And uh, I'm, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know what I, I don't know if Boba, I'm assuming it's getting a season two, or he'll show up in Mandalorian season three, Boba Fett, or I don't know. I don't know. I mean, by the end, it kind of just make him like, a passing character. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, uh, yeah, return him to his roots. Return him mm-hmm. to his roots. He's just yeah. a passing character that shows up for a minute every once in a while, and you're like, oh, Boba Fett. Yeah, I mean, it could be that. I mean, it seems like they're doing the MCU thing where all these shows are going to be linked, even if it doesn't seem appropriate. Like, mm-hmm. it, these, this, this guy's going to show up because he they have a show, too, and we can use them, and why not show up? So, um, I don't know. Like I said, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't love this episode. I can't say I didn't like the series because I thought it showed me some of the best Star Wars I've seen, but um, I'm, I'm mixed about it. But I'm looking forward... To Mando, I'm looking forward to Obi Wan, Ahsoka, and and the, and the other ones because I, I was in for these characters and they appeared in this show. So why not? Were you disappointed or were you surprised when Luke's X-wing showed up and the cockpit opened and Luke wasn't there, or was that what you were expecting? Um, I guess I was a little disappointed that Luke wasn't there, but I also got it because one, that's probably the budget they had for. Mm-hmm. I mean, it takes like three people to act Luke Skywalker. Mark Hamill and two other people, and then whoever at least at least, and then uh, how many ever technology people it takes to make Luke Skywalker. So I got the fact that we can't get greedy, but um, plus he would have destroyed everybody. Like he he would be the only person needed because he took on all the dark troopers. Right. So yeah, yes, that makes more sense too. Yeah, I mean, he would have just annihilated everybody there if he. And it's also not his fight. He's like he's like I'm Mm -hmm. not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going back to there. But I, I will say, I mean, because I didn't even mention it in the last episode, in this episode, it was nice seeing R2-D2 again. Like I said, mm-hmm. nothing, I mean, yeah. seeing R2 back and the X-Wing back was nice. But uh, I, I guess I was momentarily disappointed, but I also got him. Like, why Luke, it would be interesting, but then we're doing a Luke Skywalker show and this is Boba yeah. Fett. And let's right. have the focus at least be on him for his last episode. <laughs> I was actually <laughs> happy that he wasn't Luke around for like. Yeah. yeah, that was the moment I realized that they weren't, going down the path that we were talking about last episode, the team up of the original trilogy characters, which I think is, is probably wise. Save that until it's rightfully earned. Don't just fucking throw it in the, as like a... To try to save thought. a series. Yeah. 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 I mean, Russ well, had the best idea with the original 
bounty hunters. That, that yeah. should have been the gang. Yeah. Yeah. That, that should have been the gang. That should have been the gang. That should have absolutely been that, the gang. That would have been amazing. Yeah. That would have been awesome. I mean, poor Zuckus is somewhere wondering if anyone remembers his name, let alone yeah. like... I'm a like, fan. Love you, Zuckus. I guess just since the point of this so-called Grogu showed up, I just need to say that Amy Sedaris <laughs> spoke for my people um, when R2-D2 <laughs> told her her name, and he's like, oh... What an awful name. I'm just I'm like, there you go. That's that's why she was on this series. It was worth it all for that. And she said, I'm not calling you that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's for me. That that was definitely like fan service yeah. toward, towards like, yeah, the people like me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, I, I was actually surprised we I didn't like talk about R2-D2 at all last week um, because honestly, he was a delight and he was a delight again. I like mm -hmm. how really feisty. He's yeah. getting even more feisty in his old age which I really appreciate. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the other thing, like speaking of Amy Sedaris, I totally didn't realize this until they were on screen together, but the uh, the Twilock Major Domo guy is an old Second City person with her. She, ha she has like her own series called um, At Home with Amy oh. Sedaris, and he's on oh, that. that's why they had him on there? Yeah, it must be. Uh, they, they, they had to be a, a reasoning behind that, that, they're, that they have. Because he's the worst? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, a, like, he's the husband from Veep. Um, uh, Selena oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. And then, and that's, and this realizing like, oh, that's the guy from, her show at home with her. He's always on every episode as I think the, the, the male, it's like a weird thing where she cooks in her kitchen and it's supposed to be like a, like a Martha Stewart show, but it's a spoof of those. And he always comes in as a mailman or something. But then when I realized that I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. He's, he's Selena Meyer's husband from Veep. So just thought that was like a nice little yeah, thing they did there. It seemed like a, a nod that I wasn't getting like their scene together seemed like a wink at the camera that I just wasn't understanding. So that I, makes uh, sense. I've already said in the previous podcast how he's kind of like the, I was like, this dude with like the Seinfeld delivery and whatever. What's the deal but with the right now? Yeah, he's from but Second I did City, appreciate so. this scene. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I did. I did actually appreciate the scene where Boba basically sends him out to <laughs> yeah. what could yeah. be his death. <laughs> yeah. and I, I, I wish was, it was. Yeah. No like, offense to the character. It, it would have been hilarious have been awesome. if they mowed him down. But at the same time, it's like it, it worked either way because he chokes mm -hmm. up and he's like, how about you just tell me what you want? And like, and I was like, <laughs> that's actually a, a perfect way. Like after this whole scene yeah. to like, to just Agreed. give him like a moment. And I was like, that's, yeah. that was a, that was an earned moment. I actually mm -hmm. give the show that credit. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a really funny scene. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Murray. So one thing that I was thinking that could have helped, because you know, I'm saying, I was saying that so many of these issues could have been handled with simple conversations about like their past or whatever. What they should have done is have that moment, a conversation about the past that leads to something in the cantina with um, Prophecy 2, Flashdance, Jennifer, Jennifer Beals. Beals. Like a really Best good part of the show. A really good scene between the two of them that lasts and it's shot like cinematically and it's good. It doesn't even need to have like tension. It could just be like two friends going this way. When the cantina blows up, you actually give a shit also. So it, like kills like. <laughs> Two birds with one stone. I was sad. Learn we more lost about him. Feels. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, but like, like, so that could have added stakes to both that scene and giving, uh, giving us some character development for, for Boba Fett and some, uh, that's a fantastic idea to build on that a little bit, uh, to go along with something, you know, Russ said a few episodes ago, like the idea that Boba would have like hidden weapons and stuff all over the place. Like he would, like it would have been interesting if he had a network and he, he activated his network and the Jessica Beals character, they could have known Jennifer, each other from Wales. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I keep they would have known each other from up. seventh heaven, but they could have known each other from way back and had a history. And like, you know, like I remember when you, 
you know, you did the blah, blah job. Like you were really nasty, but he had it coming. So like, blah, 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 something like that. Like she could have been the one who's like, you know, what's the deal? Like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. She could good. have been like, uh, maybe like a dancer from the past or like mm-hmm. somebody. And then he could be like, yeah. he's like, you've really moved on up. Now you have your own yes. club. And yeah. You have yeah. Like open, oh. And then she's yeah. like, well, you look like a changed guy. And like, they could have had yep. like a real like He's drinking... like, well, you look like shit or, or <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then, they could have been drinking weird blue alcohol, yeah. just talking about the good old days. And then yep. like Murray said, when she explodes, it'd be like, Oh, this means Earth. something because yeah. when that scene happened, I you know what I thought? I was like, Untouch- Max Rebo. Uh, but no, no, no. <laughs> besides <laughs> Max Rebo and the Untouchables, I thought to myself, oh, that's what they did with that character. Like I, I, I was yeah. like, I, like yeah. academically, I was like, oh, I thought they were gonna like have a reveal with her or do something. They yeah. don't. Land, they don't land gone. any of these things. They don't land. And I was just like, them. oh man, she's a really good actor. Like keep her on. Like what? What? What was that all about? And Russ, what they should have one- done is have a a big stash of his secret weapons that you like yeah. in the cantina. Yes. Like, where, oh. where are all your weapons? And he's like, and it shit. Like, like in Murray, Who Roger Rabbit when there's that, when there's like the, the back room and he's like, I, you know, Dolores, I need to borrow your camera. And and they take the back room, like, and he has got a cash in the, in the, the yeah. cantina. Yes. And for Any someone like Robert Rodriguez, who, who borrows a lot from these gun foo movies, like John Woo stuff, a better tomorrow when he has like the guns planted in like the potted plant mm-hmm. and like in a, in a drawer and, and he's going down well, the hallway yeah. and he pulls another gun like it would have been cool if like boba is getting chased and he's just like popping guns from underneath the tables who does that yeah but like yeah like just grabbing things around and like just taking people out is if he had a stash of weapons there that he was counting on also yeah and now it's blown up and so he's got to scramble a little bit to try to maybe get to his other stash that would have been funny like they blew up his stash yeah and so he's like yeah he's like well uh, then we have to get across town like or like three ten to Yuma, it like because that's mm-hmm. what they're going for, right? Three ten to Yuma and a little bit of high noon, a little bit of um, was it open range? Like with this big, huge town filled shootout. But the problem is that those even I think probably open range had like the longest one maybe, and that was still maybe like twenty minutes out of a two hour something movie. It like any shootout for forty five minutes, no matter how many westerns and monster movies that you reference is going to get stale and spin its wheels. So it's like they should have just had an actual episode. And then the last 10 minutes of the episode be like this three ten to Yuma, like crazy, like bonkers thing. Cause um, they were going for battle of the bastards type vibe, but they just couldn't pull it off. This whole conversation, just um, something I've been thinking about the past few days is the impact COVID may have had on the the production and the length of the show, because I know the most recent season of Doctor Who was shortened to six episodes. And like within the scaled back version, they even had a few episodes that they had to cut. I'm wondering if that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm wondering if all this stuff that seems like it was supposed to go somewhere, it was seeded. I wonder if what we're seeing is the result of a production that had to adapt to COVID and had to do the best they that's could. A, that's which a again, nice thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like maybe there are some things are unanswered because they're like, oh, we will pick. Well, we can make this storyline, follow this storyline out of all this stuff we have to do. The A plot is the only thing that we can service. Mm-hmm. It's sad that that thing. was the A plot, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
just thinking about the show uh, as we're talking about it and thinking about someone like Cobb Vanth and thinking about some of the ideas you guys are spitting out, I kind of feel like the entire show should have been, instead of Boba Fett, it should have been Cobb Vanth. Mm. And yeah. he should have been the one cleaning up the town. Mm-hmm. And then instead of Cad Bane, it should have been Boba Fett who shows up looking for his armor. And then Cobb would have Boba Fett's armor and have to fight off Boba Fett, who would be the bad guy. And then, mm. you know, that Better something show. can happen where he gets the armor at the end or he doesn't get the armor. But like Cobb Vanth, when he says to Boba Fett, you know, like, this is my people. It's like, you would believe it. Because mm-hmm. that's right. the guy that Boba Fett is trying to emulate in a weird way. It's yeah. just like, even though they don't know each other. And so it's just like um, everything, like it's the borrowed ideas because it's like, okay, everything that we thought Boba Fett was going to be, that's Mando. Everything that they're trying to make Boba Fett now. Well, that's Cobb Vanth. He's already doing it in Freetown. So it's like, they haven't quite still given Boba his own little corner of a character. Is it Michael Corleone's? Like they made it too much like a Western. It's not really like a mm-hmm. Godfather thing. They should have gone something in a different angle. It should have made it Coruscant instead of just pick one reference. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just like, but they should have made it more distinct. And instead he's like, he's a, he's a pastiche of other star Wars characters, which is weird because <laughs> yeah. he came first. Yeah, but you can't you can't market a show called The Book of Cobb Vanth. So so I well, think they could have called it like mean, Lone Star or something like oh, that. Yeah, and have Tales of the like, Galaxy or something. Or, like yeah, that. and have him be like a, an actual straight up Western, you know, and that would have been cool. Uh, you just reminded me of that scene uh, where he sends out the Twilight Major Domo guy, and he's like, "I'm from Coruscant. I don't know if you can tell by the accent, like blah blah blah." that was a funny line. They addressed more fan concerns. Like, I think we'd even talked about like why is he or you guys had mentioned like why is he speaking like that like a lot of these quips were definitely like written in later uh in the rumor mill which a lot of it turned out not to be true about this episode a lot of speculation was going on online on twitter on youtube uh i think i think something they've said is there were a lot of reshoots maybe um to fill in some gaps and there were a lot of last minute reshoots even for this episode don't know if that's true or not but i feel like a lot of things we're we're responding to the fans as mickey was saying it's like you know we live in a time where uh shows are trying their best to make everyone happy and and you know plug all these holes and and try to come out on top and so yeah i feel like it could have been a response to some of that it's particularly I that line they would have been shooting that recently but you never know i guess no i mean yeah know, like, like knows, i think yeah. like like there are some things that are certainly responses to to cop uh, band like, living i think even well, no, I mean, the, no, no, he was, he was set to live the whole The time. choreography of that, he clearly yeah. gets hit in the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. You see him I, I, I agree, inside. But, but it's like, it would have been cool. They didn't show him actually dead. You know, it's like. But another thing could be, I mean, once again, the production reality is how many days do you get? Timothy Elephant? Yeah, like. Yeah. True. Like, yeah. It's very true. One of the things that they keep saying about the show is that they're getting all these really great actors to do like, you know, one offs because it's really easy for them. Like they they shoot in L.A. and they're not on location. It's all in the volume or on the back lot. And like you show up for a couple of days and you're in Star Wars. It would have been cool if he like showed up in the battle, though. And he was just like, yeah, like a one, not one arm, like he lost his arm, but like, you know, like in a sling. Like, just, like, having to, I don't know. Like, I, I thought it was just cool how Thundercat showed up again. That was cool. Mickey. Yeah, it's kind of going to John's thing. I was, I was realizing, like, this idea of, like, Cobb Vass, but then you don't have to make Bubba Fett that bad guy. You do the good, the bad, the ugly, 
Cobb Vance is the good, mm. Boba yeah. Fett is the ugly, and mm. Bane is the bad. Yeah. And that's your show right there. Yeah. Um, yep. There you, there you go. go. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Better uh, show. And I think I said this last <laughs> week. I'm kind of disappointed that Cobb Vance wasn't in the shoot. Like they could have done of like in Elmo. Was it? Who was it? Um, David Crockett yeah. was the one, one who pulls off characters. Like, yeah. in the bed and he's yeah. like, you know, doing something like that. But I do like speaking of like the Western, like I took some notes on like some like riffs on it that I did that I enjoyed. Like I kind of think that maybe they were doing something with that um, Twilight character freeing from like and they said, oh, from the car site where it's like it's almost like a Western. He's the lawyer from the big city from coming from New York <laughs> out to the West. And, yeah, like, true. I feel like maybe they were kind of yeah. riffing on that a little bit. Um, I appreciate like the uh, the Gamoran guards got done dirty. It sucks for them. But that was a nice shot with the train, yeah, the train exposure. When they get well, faced well, down think there. Yes, the Jedi. yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, that uh, shot was a good shot. But yeah. remember that Camarian guard that just like fell in into the, the Rancor pit right. Jedi? Yeah. Like they've never, they've never been great on their feet. Like And then the other thing I kind of yeah, really like <laughs> um, is yeah. that the, the droids totally like a Gatling gun situation from like a, like a Western that takes place in like the 1890s. Like Jango. When they take out the Gatling yeah. gun, you're like, like oh, yeah, like the, the future's yeah. here. Django, yeah. You know, these poor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is actually kind of reason like something I'm thinking about this show that I feel like maybe you know, the writers are playing around with is this idea is like, they're kind of playing with the concept. I think of changing times within star Wars that return of the Jedi's done. The empire's falling. Like, you know, I think that yeah. that's why like the, um, uh, the Naboo starfighter has these like 1950s. It's like, that's what they were doing. Muscle cars were like taking the fifties cars right. and souping them up. Yeah. You know, that's why the mods, there's like these different subcultures developing and things like that. And I feel like they didn't do a good job of saying, here's a theme to a show or, or anything like that. But, but if there is something where they release hinting at, I feel like it's this idea of like a changing galaxy or something, which again fits into like my favorite Westerns are the ones that take place in the 1880s, you know, 1890s, 1900s, where it's that like mm-hmm. West meets the future. No, 100%. And that's what most Westerns are about. What they have to say about the change is usually reflective of the period in which it was made. So you have you know, a certain kind of Western in the 40s, another kind of Western in the 50s, and then the deconstruction and the questioning of all that in the 60s. But it's all utilizing that period between the end of the Civil War and the end of the 19th century. It's that like the times are changing sort of thing. And I think something um, interesting with that, too, is kind of thinking about this being it's riffing on all those Westerns and all those different Westerns. And again, this idea of time, it kind of like I, I was reading something about like, you know, Mark, Mark Fisher talking about like the condensation of time that we're kind of in this period where like music from the yes. 70s, 80s, 90s, you don't know, it doesn't matter anymore. Kids listen to everything. And it's almost like these kind of Star Wars, like, you know, I was talking about pastiche, it's pastiche and everything. And it could be like in this point of like, we're in a period of culture where like, like it's all been condensed now, you know, that's true. That's actually true. And you can even argue Star Wars is kind of the beginning of that. Um, totally. Like, uh, you know, the original Star Wars, like was the first in my mind. I mean, in some ways, and obviously like this is wrong. Even saying the term a postmodern is is a whole <laughs> can of worms. But for lack of a better term, you could look at the original Star Wars as uh, the first piece of of postmodern popular culture where it's consciously invoking discarded pieces of pop culture and putting them together to make something new, right? Star Wars and, and Indiana Jones at the same time, the one-two punch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, and then now what we're seeing in Star Wars is it's like that to the max. And sometimes you even get Star Wars that's about old Star Wars. Like, that's another genre that they're riffing on as well. They're riffing on yeah. kinds of Star Wars. 
It's uh, it's music has been like that. I feel like for decades, where you get a band and like, oh, they sound like this band. It's like, well, they actually that band sounds like this band. It's like that band, and then you go back to like 1962, and you're like, oh, all these bands sound like this band, and it's like, and they're just riffing on the last thing, almost not uh, quite realizing um, uh, the source material. Mickey, is there a particular Mark Fisher essay you think that we could link uh, to in that, the show that, notes? Yeah, I can look for that. That that's a specific one. I know that condensation of time thing it's uh yeah I'll, have to, I'll, I'll look for that because i think that would be a good thing to put in the show notes i think it actually is very apt for star wars and what we're seeing now with peak tv and the star wars version of that in particular mm-hmm. i think the um the issue with that because if done wrong i feel like you kind of get the book of boba fett where it's like a hat on a hat rather than like done well i love that it's term. just yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that's what it just seems like. It's just um Yeah, it's, right. It's too it's it's fis- doing too many things and and it adds up to less than if you just chose a couple things yeah. you just made. Yeah, that. if you want it to be yeah. like a cowboy space cowboy uh like space western like samurai thing, like do that, but don't be like, I wanna be a space movie every western that's ever been and then you know <laughs> a samurai King Kong. Movie. well let me and ask King Kong. Well, let me ask you this yeah. that being said uh based on the mistakes that some of us may have perceived were made in this uh in the, in the show <laughs> some of us uh what would you say uh like what what have we learned what what should someone making future star wars learn from this show to not repeat or to try differently the constructive for me see constructive yes Surprise, no, yeah. no, very, no I, I i'm very proud of you russ you <laughs> i'm growing i'm fuck growing you russ fuck you um <laughs> I love you, you're worse than polio <laughs> <laughs> bring it back always bring it back i think that the creative team that's responsible for the book of boba fett was the same creative team that was responsible for the mandalorian and it's just you have to you can't spread them too thin. You have to give them the time to do their thing and make them distinctive. I'm very confident saying I feel like Kenobi is going to have a distinct identity and feel and will have a clear through line. Um, I hope I'm not going to eat my own words when we see it. I don't think I'm going to because Deborah Chow, who has directed Kenobi, is fantastic. So I think the lesson is if you're going to make this many shows... You need to not spread your creative teams too thin and they have to have a voice and a point of view come through and you have to let mm-hmm. them do it. And so also my uh, to what you were saying about COVID having an effect in the book of Boba Fett, COVID actually had an effect on Obi-Wan because I think even you McGregor or somebody said that um, when they had to shut everything down, it gave them more time to develop the scripts to the point where they actually really liked it. Uh, so, so no, oh, but like they, they, when they had their scripts, they were delaying it because of script problems. And then COVID happened and it was just like, well, this is actually a boon because now we have all this time to just develop our scripts to the well, point where we Well, that's the problem. Like, they don't have time. Stand behind They're it. Being exactly. They're being rushed. They're being rushed. And I see that. I understand like that's, um, the, the, like, that's just what it's going to be from, from like the corporate angle, whatever company's doing Like you, you have bottom lines, you have deadlines. They're pushing too much star wars too fast and the sequel trilogy was a victim of that mentality where they they didn't have a plan for the for all three 
and and I really think it suffered. And I think this show is the TV version of the sequel trilogy problem, where it's like we we really didn't have a plan. It's going to be Boba Fett. Can't go wrong there. Everyone loves Boba Fett. I mean, basically, I think that's what happened. Yeah, and yeah, and I, yeah. I think it's they I think, thought it was a sure bet. Yeah, and and I really think uh, fans are willing to wait as long as it takes for something to be good. I really I really do that. Think that the board the board members on the other hand uh that their 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 bank accounts need to need to fill uh with with a with a flood of of cash and revenue. So I really think that's, you know, you can't, you know, art the 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 intersection of art and commerce. It's really uh the sad unfortunate truth of Star Wars. No, and especially now because of the 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 wars between the streaming platforms whenever a new marvel show or a new star wars show drops the subscription numbers on disney plus skyrocket and then there's also the issue of subscription retention like the people who who sign up and then cancel and then they don't re-up until another star wars show is out right something very similar is happening with star trek on paramount plus there's new star trek year round and it's the same strategy because you have people who are signing up to see the new star trek and then canceling they wait until like right before the season finale and they re-up their subscription and and they binge the whole thing so the only way to survive now is to show your memberships are increasing 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 it's i mean not to get off on a whole thing about capitalism here but there's something insane about the idea that that do do it off There's something insane that the only acceptable outcome is continual growth. And it's the inherent, like that's insane. Marx called it the inherent (laughs) contradiction of capitalism because it needs it and it's not possible. And that's why our world's burning right now. And we run out of resources. Yes. Honestly. Well, everyone's buying too much avocado toast is the problem. uh, They didn't do that. I don't don't want to go off too much on a tangent either. I did see an article about how. Russ is chaotic. Neutral, yeah. Chaotic, mm-hmm. evil. <laughs> I don't Chaotic, know what you are. Neutral. It depends like, how tangent. much wine is left in that. Uh, yeah, but, uh, it depends on how much wine is left. It changes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Jet. Sorry, Jet. It's okay. Netflix had uh, an article about how, or so, there's an article about Netflix basically losing money because they made so much money when the pandemic hit because everyone's at home. And then right. now that like things are getting better, they're losing subscribers. So they're like desperately trying to hold on to like, how can we hold on to these subscribers? Um, yeah, it's so it's good it's shows. So fucking but, cra- yeah, and, no, and it's so also, fucking crazy. And uh, with, with, the, with the capitalist thing, uh, this is my last thing. Um, I was or, talking to I was talking to my friend uh, on Instagram. You don't have any friends. I know. I was or John. Saying, I was getting these Instagram ads about like how to be a billionaire. You know, it's like, oh, if you invest yeah, this percentage of your money yeah. or like invest in crypto, I'm like, what the fuck? Who do they think I am? And then like, and then I was like, whatever happened to like, we're old men now, but it's like, whatever happened to those advertisements where it's like, would you like to go to Paris? You should go take a cruise to the Bahamas or whatever. And like, and it's like, just go on a vacation. That was like the dream. And now the dream yeah. is like, each and every one of you can make a, your own space rocket and go to the moon. And it's like, I think it's getting out of control. Well, if you think well, about it too, I, yeah, just with, I, I mean, when, it's always um, been out of control, but with yeah. like hobbies and, and stuff that we like doing, the main thing that people wonder how to monetize it how to monetize it and it's like drive me fucking bonkers yeah it's like i just want to do stuff and have fun and like you know like i stream on twitch and people like oh do you make a lot of money with that it's like well you make every few months you get like a hundred bucks or something like that but it's not like 
That's not why, like, have hobbies for the sake of fucking having hobbies. Like, mm. why does everything have to be a grind? Like, it's it's so I, annoying. I, you, man. But uh, uh, I, Mickey, I did want to answer sorry. Russ's question, and I think I, I think Murray was going to go first. Well, I was going to answer Russ's question. I think yeah, Mickey I was answer responding to something too. Josh was saying, oh so he goodness. should go okay. first. <laughs> wait, wait. What have we learned is the question. Yeah, so when you go when you're going back to that, then hit me up. But I think Russ everybody else was chaos. Yeah. I've it's all falling apart at the end, guys. I was doing no, so good yes. juggling things and now it's just all a mess. No, go Mick because Mickey was responding to something you said. Well, I'm just saying we're talking about so like where's, where's my cut of this, by the way, now that we're bringing up capitalism. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> As soon as there's something, as soon as <laughs> no, there's but, something um, to cut, my friend. We were talking about like it's it's. Um, I just think that this honestly, I, I think this model, um, like Netflix, like that was a cool thing when it was like Netflix, and now that cable's dying and we've gone this model, I I don't think it's sustainable. I I I think we're gonna see these platforms just demolish, and then the worst thing that's gonna happen is that, and it's already happening. Like, um, I there you know there was like Twitter discourse. I think it's probably always going on, but I noticed it this week that it's like there's so much that's not even like you can stream anything, and there's just things that aren't on streaming. Because it's in the end, this it's not about like you think like when Netflix yep. started streaming things Weird. like I remember when we were in college, I'm like, oh, like give it a couple of years and I can just watch any movie I want ever at a click of the button. And it's gone the opposite. It's harder to find movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's no, harder. You actually now. can't. It's right. Yeah, because of because of the licensing. And now when everyone all of a sudden realized the future is streaming, they wanted to get their own platform so they wouldn't license their money to Netflix to make money off their content. Then all of a sudden we have these warring streaming platforms and it's like, who? <laughs> I mean, sure, like there'll be some schadenfreude when like Netflix acquires uh, <laughs> Peacock or something. But like, oh, but that's what's going to happen. It'll be consolidation and we'll end up with like two or three main services and it'll be like the old days where like you don't have a choice to have all of them and abc mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah but shout that was another um, thing too. like and the point maybe with this <laughs> star wars show is like just because you can doesn't mean you have to but they do have to mm-hmm. because they need content and specifically to bring it back to bring it back to this yeah. episode i don't know who else thought this but like when i actually kind of like like the whole like it's a cowboy thing. And then we had the, like mm. the dinosaur rancor thing going on <laughs> and specifically yeah. cause I, I just really brought the great moment with a uh, Yoda, um, putting, uh, the rancor to sleep. Thought yeah. that was the, I love you that. know, yeah. the highlight of everything. And then it but goes I don't know if anyone else was here with me, but I was, oh 50, my God, 50, that was amazing. That was cute. That was cute. But, but was anyone else thinking he might eat him nibbler style? No, no, that's, no. that's no, where I, I was going. I'm like, he, he was just going to start trying to like go nibbler. And but he had the, I thought for a second, I thought he might Yoda, Yoda would eat the rancor. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah. Oh, oh no. shit! Oh shit! I no, would have liked to have I, seen that. Hungry like, boy. That's been his like the yeah. character trait the whole time. Uh, Murray, then John, and then I would like to wrap up. Um. So my answer to what did we learn from it's just for what me it's just to make it better. Yeah. Yeah. Just care care about story first and foremost. Story and characters, which are kind of in, intertwined. Fuck what like all that like everything needs to be an Easter egg. Everything needs to be a wink at the camera. Every old character that's ever been thought of needs to walk across the screen at one point and all that stuff. Just fit that stuff in when you can stop making shows and episodes based solely around it and tell your, write your full story. Be like, I don't know. Just like, if you make it good, you'll, you'll piece to your story. And just like, that's the only thing that matters. And then fill in all the, the, uh, accoutrement um, 
like afterwards, like mm-hmm. as you're putting it together, you could be like, oh, let's, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. if you do a good story, you'll, you'll make uh, new fans and make old fans happy. And that, that's what, yeah. that's what they're missing. I mean, first of all, Murray spoken like a true writer. It's all about story and character. <laughs> but um, what do you do with The Last Jedi? Where I think all of the answers we have given apply to The Last Jedi, yet that was the most divisive movie of them all. That's a chance you have to take. It, right, yeah, it's exactly. A big, it's a huge exactly. gamble. Exactly. But like for me, Last Jedi... This doesn't tank the whole movie, oh God. but I don't no, wanna, no, 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 no. I, I don't want to go down this. Uh, you you I, brought I, it up, no, man. I, I, love, I know. I oh love, my God. There's so many uh. things I love about it. If if they just did something better with um, Leia in space and if they got rid of the casino planet, I understand what they were going for with the casino planet, but I'm like that, that those two moments are when I was like, what the fuck am I watching right now? Like what is happening? Like, but that should that ruin a movie for me? No, it shouldn't. Like I'm not that much of like intense like oh don't ever take any risk but for me i was just like what is this this is just silly so i mean number one uh, the layout thing worked for me um (laughs) (laughs) the other thing though is that in order to do what we're all talking about you need to risk failure Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's not always it's not always going to work there's a Venn diagram of Star Wars fans. There are fans of movies and there are Star Wars fans. And sometimes to make a good movie, you have to piss off some Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. And sometimes to please Star Wars fans, you you have to make a movie that doesn't Sucks. really hold up mm-hmm. to yeah. someone who's not a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like... I don't know. This is something I was going to do a whole episode about, but why not just, you know, throw it away in a sentence at the end of uh, <laughs> another one? You can still um, do the episode. There could no, be a tease. Yes. Uh, it be a yeah, tease. it's a teaser. Yeah. Like if you have to choose between a good movie or a good Star Wars movie, those aren't always the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can be. Uh, but if you More have to times choose... than not, it's not. Right? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> If you go so, by the if... numbers, yeah. So, but if you have to choose one, I mean, there was a time where, you know, Star Wars was a series of films and not this yep. whole like, intertwined mythology. And the way you make a good movie is you have a story worth being told. Mm-hmm. And to do that, you cannot keep things in stasis. You have mm-hmm. to move forward. You have to make choices. You have to play things out in a real and honest and true way. And you have to have something to say. And not everyone will like what you say. And I think that the problem we're in now is because Star Wars no longer has that single unifying creative voice, regardless of whether you liked everything that voice said in George Lucas, there was still a guiding principle uh, beyond, okay, we have to make more Star Wars because there was like uh, a God of the galaxy, like for a better thing. Like, like it was like his creation. So he knew like, right. So now, right. So now the best we can do. And again, I'm going to, I'm going to say this. I think the problem a lot of people have with The Last Jedi is that because there wasn't a plan for the sequel trilogy, Ryan Johnson was in a position where he was kind of left to his own devices and he he did the most interesting version of what he had was given. he had yeah. of what he was given, right? Oh, it's it's and, got some of the best Star Wars in it. Don't get me wrong. Like it's incredible. The thing is is that Star Wars used to be special and now it's not. And I don't mean that in quality. I just mean that in then like you would have to wait 20 years for a Star mm-hmm. Wars movie and then three years in between, like if there's a trilogy, three years in between every movie. And now it's like Star Wars every year. One of the big reasons why I think Solo fell apart was because it came out six months after The Last Jedi. 
Mm. It's like, dude, we have Star Wars fatigue. And it's yeah. like, it's just like everything else. And it shouldn't be that way. To answer Russ's question more specifically, um, motivation. Like like what Josh was saying, it's like, why are you making the show? Um, you need to you need to give the characters uh, a reason to exist and a reason to do what they're doing. Actions are louder than words. Mm-hmm. But even then, I feel like with Boba Fett, they barely even had the words as well, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, uh, he's supposed to be the man of the people. And then they kind of show that like, like Josh was like episode two, I got it. He's a man of the people. It's like, you're right. And then they dropped it. And there's still five more episodes after that. And it's like, yeah. dude, the whole show should have been him. Like yeah. hanging out with like the, the fucking like moisture farmers and like just really the salt of the earth people of Moss Espa and have them actually like him. And like, but instead he's like, all right, I'm a Tuscan now. Now that, now that I'm going to hire some goons and, to be my gang, and it's like yeah. the show became about a, the show was a was a like seven episodes of like a job interview, of mm-hmm. and just like being like, okay, uh, you seem like you're big and hairy. Okay, you can join my team. You you kids have some Vespas. You're on my team. And it's like, but that's not character. That's just like that's just like getting to a, from A to B uh, and thinking about like the job, but like there's nothing. There's nothing to that. And so um, I just think they needed to have more of a message. And also to what Josh was also saying, like, well, what is the message of Boba Fett? You know, like what at the end of the day, what was that show about? And I can't even tell you what that show's about. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of Star Wars for Star Wars sake. Like it was for it the was. man. Yes. Yep. It was. It was like, Star why Wars does this Star even Wars exist? Is perfect. Yeah. You know? And like, like Mando, um, that's a guy who's like finding family and purpose, mm-hmm. you know, he was like, a, he was like a drift in the world. Uh, Luke Skywalker. Uh, that's a kid who's discovering the great unknown and going on his first adventure and becoming like a man, uh, Anakin Skywalker. That's the, the downfall of like not uh, thinking ahead and, and getting too caught up in your own passions and not seeing the bigger picture of what's, what you're doing can be wrong, even though you have the best of intentions. And like, I, I guess with like, it's like, where, is the, where are the ideas? Yeah, I mean, the idea is like, is a bad guy turning good, but we but didn't. But they didn't do it. It's, right. It's right. like, that's the exactly. thing. Like, that, it, yeah. that, that was the idea. And it's like, yeah. show me that. And they didn't show it. He's like, I'm a good guy. It's like, okay. And then like, that's yeah. it. That was the show. And so I enjoyed the content. I enjoyed the spectacle. Uh, I thought it was fun. You know, I, every episode, even with even at my my biggest critiques, it still gave me joy to watch, but Same. it was like, I, it was like eating, it was like eating popcorn, you know? And yeah. like, it was just like, and I'm done with the bag and I threw the bag out. It's like, now I'm just, I, I think I'd rather to answer your question, Josh, I'd rather have a good movie than another star Wars. And like, and I don't only want another star Wars if they really try something and to go with the last Jedi they tried something. Mm-hmm. And as as Dustin Hoffman said in Inside the Actor Studio, he's like, give me, ooh, give me, like, do something really bad. He's like, I don't want to see Safe. Safe is boring. He's like, I want to see somebody try something and you'd be like, oh, I, I can't believe he tried to do that. But like sometimes when that happens, it hits. And when it hits, it goes like to the moon, you know? That's how you get to the moon. Yeah. Exactly. You got to yeah. really risk it yeah. to do something really great. Murray, and then I'd like to try to wrap up. 
Yeah, no, I was just wanted to say actually something good about the episode <laughs> was um the, and it's it sadly is all about like the Mando stuff. Like I loved when he jetpacked just to save uh Grogu from hitting the him in midair. Yeah, yeah just awesome. to, like that was that awesome. Was so but, like, cool. Uh so I love that. Um and the the whole idea of him not having any idea that it's even possible for Grogu to show up at the most dangerous place in all of Tatooine in the moment and then adding that that onto it but i love i'm such a sucker for like valor and honor and stuff like that like Mm -hmm. to the extent of like man in the iron mask not a good movie one of my favorite scenes of any movie of all time is when they're charging down that hallway to certain death i was like i'll put that against anything but the movie like i don't even remember anything about it so when when he is um you know because i was also like raised like about like your word is everything like if so like if you say you're going to do something, you do like move heaven and earth to try to make that happen. So when he's like, all right, Mando, you could go. And he's like, no, I, I told you, like, I'm going to be here. And uh, he's like, in the fact that Boba Fett's like, you, you still believe in all that trash. And he's like, I do. And so Boba Fett's like, like, he's glad, like, I'm glad that you believe in your cult religion because that's saving my ass. And then that line, yeah. it's like, all right, well, I guess we're both mm. going to die for honor. Like, I, th- that was like the best line in the whole series is like, I guess yeah. we're going to go and they, they go out like fucking like Butch Cassidy and Sundance, right? They go up but, and, and that's why I do love the use of the armor. Like I'm getting like goosebumps now. Like, um, oh my. yeah, yeah. Oh my. like I love the, the, um, the use of the armor because it allowed them to like get shot to shit, like wild bunch, but still not do like, so that was pressing like, oh no, they, if, if something doesn't happen right now, they are going to die because eventually that armor is, it's the laser is going to hit somewhere else or like, so that was a cool thing that they could do. But yeah, when they were just like, we're like, fuck it. I guess this is it. Like it's, they don't think of like, no, we got this. It's, they literally yeah. go out to do as much damage and maybe there's a chance in hell that they, they, they both have nothing maybe. to lose at that point. Cause Boba yeah. at that point, he's like, he's like, well, fuck it. This is the only ambition that I had. And then with Mando, Grogu's in the good graces of Luke Skywalker. So yeah. he's like, if I die, I die. And they're like, all right, let's go ask him. Like the way that we always refer yeah. to Lethal Weapon 4 of all movies. <laughs> exactly. So so me and me and Johnny have this ongoing thing that we do it the most when we're playing video games because we're like nerdier than just Star Wars that we play like no. couch co-op and get really excited. But um, uh, again, like a bit, a movie that's <laughs> not like really that good with Lethal Weapon 4. It's not horrible, but it's not that good. But we, it's like, probably our second most quoted movie is because we always go like, let's go ask them because that was the oh, justification yeah. Yeah. that yeah, they make to themselves him. to go the fight. Gun. Yeah. To fight gently at the end. Like, how did he do that thing with the gun? He's like, let's go ask let's him. Go ask yeah. him. Let's go ask him. Like, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> yeah. And that also sums up like my mindset, like that. And we're both going to die for honor. Or it's like, Oh, that's me. In a nutshell. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, I know this is not going to end well, but fuck, let's go ask him. Like, I don't that know. Was a highlight. That was a highlight of the show. Yeah. Murray, thank you for bringing me back from the edge. I was getting really bummed out, but you just <laughs> you just lifted my my mood again. Well, we got to a dark place. We got yeah. to a dark place, but uh, yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. There was some good in this, and I I enjoyed it overall. I thought it was a fun ride. Mm. Do you yeah. guys want to do this again on May twenty fifth for Kenobi? Yes, absolutely, a hundred percent, maybe. We need you. We need the heel. Come on. Yeah, we need the heel. I, I mean, I would watch it just to see how they deal with my tattooing fatigue. 
I'm not worried about it with Obi-Wan. No, me either, because obviously he's got a, I mean, anyway, anyway, that's a whole other, that's <laughs> that, a whole other show. That's episode one of <laughs> the other show. James, if you'd like to plug your socials and your pod, as one might do on a podcast. On okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> now that's pod <laughs> plugging. Woof. James, where can we find you? And do you have anything you think people should check out? I have a podcast called The Secret Origins of Mint Condition, where uh, me and my two co-hosts talk about um, pop culture, science fiction, and anything you could talk about in a comic book store. We, we have an episode with uh, with host Josh talking Star Trek, and we will have a Star Wars episode coming up soon. So um, I, I'd appreciate if anyone could look at that. And then uh, on Instagram, um, I have a, a art page, JL art page on Instagram, where I do art from all pop culture. So if you could give that a look, I appreciate that as well. And um, I think I think that's that's enough mm-hmm. enough plugging. That's probably good enough. <laughs> so, but thank you for the opportunity to plug all that stuff. I'm a plug whore. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's been looking at my browser history. <laughs> Murray. Well, first, thanks for having me on this podcast. It's been a ton of fun. And I was telling Johnny, like, I didn't really know where I stood because, like, you have the EU and they know all the characters and everything. And I'm just up here being like, Oh, Jawa dicks sure are hairy. Aren't they? Like, so I didn't know exactly where I fit in, but this has been like a ton of fun. And, um, you know, I talk a lot about writing. If you want to see if my writing's, uh, worth a damn, I have one story published, uh, in an anthology that could only be found on Amazon, but it's, uh, it's rock in a hard place magazine. It's, a uh, issue six and i have a story in there and we'll link to it in the show notes oh thank you and then um i play video games on twitch so if you want to come i'm not very like i'm i'm decent with it but i um you get to see me die a lot and make funny jokes about that um so it's twitch.tv slash mcleod underscore strife at twitch tv but mcleod is spelt like highlander um so there you go I hit the Canadian, all one word. That's me on Instagram, Murray on Instagram. I hit the Canadian. It's an Imbruge reference. Yeah, I'm going to – it's an Imbruge reference. So if you get it um, without me telling you. um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I hit the Canadian. It's a lot of references right there. I know. Russ, if people want more of your brand of (laughs) – of what you're – of what you're dishing out, where can you be found? If, if they want to know what, what the wine I've been drinking on all these episodes, um, uh, rustthelush.com. Uh, and also, I think I'm rustthelush on all my uh, social media as well. Um, it's mostly wine at the moment, but, um, you know, there'll be some other, other fun stuff in there. Yeah, there'll be some other, other media things. And, uh, you know, that's, that's where I, I'm drinking. I mean, where, <laughs> where I'll be. And John. You, you wouldn't want to follow me. This is actually quite boring. <laughs> 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 I am an actor, though. I just uh, finished a feature uh, recently, and maybe that should come out during the summer. Uh, Ooh. It's called Ooh. Ditch Boys. I'll let people know if that even comes to fruition. Uh, and Mickey, please plug your Twitter. I love you on Twitter. I don't think I've ever told you, but I, I really want you to plug your Twitter. I, no, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I've, I've been tweeting more. So, um, yeah, you can find me and I talk about movies and TV shows and, and labor and union stuff. So it's at stream film sock. So it's uh stream mm-hmm. film and then S O S O C. I was it's supposed to be fr- stream film society. It was a thing I was going to do in like Oh nine or something where I was going to like, anytime a movie went up on streaming, I was going to like let people know. 
And then I got lazy and, and didn't follow up on that. <laughs> uh-huh. so, yeah, good luck but, doing that these days, right? Yeah, oh yeah. It was like it was like <laughs> one of those things where it's like, oh, this is gonna be, and then it's like, oh, now everything's up. So I, I just gave up. So Oh, that's really funny, Mickey, because I thought it had something to do with like socialism. <laughs> well, it works now, <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we're it's talking. Like, it's like stream socialism. If you want to see my wordle scores, I actually do that on, <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> and my Instagram is Mickey Dobbin under slash thing unofficial. Brass tax. What's your word of screw? Thank you for listening to the Trash Compactor. This was not intended to exist, this leg of the Trash Compactor journey. Uh, The official season one will be dropping in May of 2022. So we're going to be on hiatus for a little while. If you liked anything that you heard, please visit our website, trashcompod.com, where you can rate us and write reviews. And please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. That will really help. Um, I think Spotify does it now, too. Whatever platform. And we will see you in May. And I want to do this for Kenobi. I want to do this again for Kenobi. I'm down. 100% here. Cool. Yeah. Until May. (laughs) May Uh, the force be with you. May the force be with you. There we go. There we go. There's your sign off, baby. End of show.